not today because there's nothing really to act out today. Not very much. All right, just tune it in. Tune it in for like 11 minutes, okay? 11 minutes. All right. Have you guys ever... Yes, we were, in, we were with Cain and Abel last time, right? Cain, Cain murders his brother Abel out of jealousy, and then Cain is cast away. God casts him away into a land. These guys over here. You tuned in over here, Marcos? You guys tuned in? All right, cool. Just like 11 minutes, all right? Gabby, you tuned in? All right. Um, today we're going to be another popular story. Uh, anyone ever heard of Noah? Good, okay. Well, I have a question for you to think about in your head. Okay, have you ever, have you ever messed something up? You ever messed something up so bad that you just wish you could do it over? You wish, you, like, you could start over? Today. Think about it in your head, okay? My, well, you can share later actually in our small groups we're gonna share about this. But my, I don't, I can think of a story from, I mean, I'm sure I can't, I'll share a story later actually, but my parents, they shared the story with me a couple months ago. They were ordering Pizza Hut pizza for dinner. Well, first of all, they really wanted to decide what they wanted for dinner, okay? So they're like trying to decide what they want. Finally, they settle on Pizza Hut, okay? I don't know if you like Pizza Hut. I don't really like it. But that's what they settled on, all right? Yeah, sorry. So, so they order Pizza Hut, but it's for pickup. So they, so my dad, he's driving to the restaurant to pick up the Pizza Hut, and he gets there, and there's no pizza for him to pick up, okay? So he like calls my mom. He's like, Kim, I don't know why there's no pizza. Like, you ordered the pizza, right, to here? And she's, like, looking on the app, and she realizes that she ordered pickup for, in, like, Pennsylvania or something like that, like an hour away. So there's just pizza sitting at some pizza hut an hour away. And my dad's like, I don't want to drive an hour away to get this pizza. And so, what? You can. Wait, to drive an hour? Drive an hour? No, just to make them mad. Oh, well, I think she paid for it already on the app, you know? And so they go home, and they're just like, you know what? This is too much. We're just going to give up. And they ate cereal for dinner. All right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But they, like, they they messed up so bad, they're like, we're just going to start over, and we're just going to do cereal for dinner. All right? And maybe you can think of a time in your life when you messed up so bad, and you just had to, like, do it over. All right? Today we're going to be talking about a story. Kind of about a do-over, but not really about a do-over. Um, but be thinking about that, all right? Last time when we were in Genesis, right, we talked about Cain and Abel, and Cain murders Abel, and it just, it's bad, right? And then now here we are, like, one or two chapters later, and things just get worse. Ever since Adam and Eve in the garden, they sinned and they ate this fruit that God told them not to, ever since then, things just got worse and worse. Like, bad and bad. All right, it, does, it doesn't get it doesn't get any worse, and it actually gets it doesn't get any better. It just gets worse, and it actually just it gets to the point where God looks at creation at the earth, and he like regrets making creation. He regrets he regrets making mankind and all the living creatures. That's how bad it got. That God actually regretted regretted making mankind and all living creatures. And so we're we're at this point now in Genesis, in Genesis six through nine. So there's three chapters. We won't read all of it, but we're at this point where God is realizing that His creation isn't functioning as he created it to function, okay? And so he, he's kind of like, I want to start over. He's at this point where he's like, should I just start over? But but there's hope, okay? There's hope. But let me let me actually read this. Before we get into this hope, I'm going to read Genesis 6, verses 5 through 7. Okay, this is how, this is how bad, it got, bad it gets. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I'm going to read that again. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, God said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. And God says, for I am sorry that I have made them. Right? So we're at this point where God sees his creation and it says right here, God regretted making man and all living creatures. He regrets it. But there's hope. Okay? Because one verse later, there's a person actually that is able to carry life on. God regrets and he's like, I'm going to wipe out, I'm going to blot out all living creatures. Blot out man, right? In verse 7. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry that I have made them. But then in verse 8, it says this. There's actually hope in chapter 6, verse 8. It says, but, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? And if you don't, if you don't know the story of Noah, okay, here, here's kind of what happened in the story of Noah. God sees that creation is just becoming more and more evil, more and more corrupt. And so God says he wants to just blot it all out, start over, get rid of it all. But there's this guy named Noah who God tells Noah, he says, Noah, build an ark, build this huge boat and get your family and get all the animals, a male and a female of all the animals, get them on this boat. And, he's, and God is going to send this big flood to destroy everything on the earth. But whatever is in the ark, whatever is in the boat is going to be safe. It's going to be saved. Okay? And then uh, probably like over a year later, after the flood is on the land and everything's destroyed, and probably it's like over a year later that Noah actually gets gets to get off the boat. Uh, like the water dries up. You okay? <laughs> so it's probably like over a year later that the water the water dries up. Okay, and then Noah gets off the boat, and then three, and then once Noah gets off the boat, this is what God says to Noah. And this might, this might seem familiar, so be listening to this. Okay, in, in chapter 9, verse 7, God says this to Noah. And you, Noah, be fruitful and multiply. Increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. And he says, and you, Noah, be fruitful, or he's actually speaking not just to Noah, but to all of the animals and everyone on the, on the ark. And you, be fruitful and multiply. Does anyone remember? Does that sound familiar? Where, else, where God might say that? Who else he says that to? Who else does, say, does God say be fruitful and multiply to? Anyone know? Close? Someone before Noah. Abraham was after Noah. Adam. Adam and Eve. In chapter 1, God creates Adam, and, and he says that the command that he gives to Adam, one of the commands, he says, be fruitful and multiply. And he says the same thing to Noah. It's kind of like he, he, there's, there's this hope. God wanted to blot out the whole earth, but Noah was there for life to live on through. Right? Life wasn't going to end, but he, he says, Noah, expand. Let life live on. Okay? It's the same command that he gives to Adam and Eve in chapter 1. And so here it is. Okay, things looked really bleak. Okay? God saw how corrupt and evil the earth was, and, and things looked really bad. But there was a man who found favor in God's sight. And there was a man who actually... Through this man, there was life that was brought. Life and creation live on through this one man. And actually, in this story, it kind of gives us a picture of who God is. And we're going to talk about this a little bit in our small groups too. But it kind of gives us a picture of who God is, right? God, he, he has this, he's like, I want to wipe out all of creation, but
but he doesn't because it shows us that God cares about life. God cares about life even when, when that life is messy and corrupted and evil. We see that something that's really important. We see that God is faithful even when we are faithless, even to faithless people. And in this story and in the rest of the Bible, and probably like if you think about your life and your own experience, we actually know, we know a God who dines, he eats with sinners. Jesus. We know God who is, who is in flesh, Jesus, who eats with sinners. And, and we know Jesus and, and God who gives two and three and four and five, six, seven and so on, like all these chances. It's not just like one and done. It's over. But we know God who, who is gracious. And we know, we know God who doesn't just give up on sinful, messy, broken people, but we actually know a God who draws near to those people, who breathes life into their lives. So this is kind of like the, the overview. One, one big point from the story of Noah's Ark is that the world, okay, the world was messy and corrupt and broken and evil, but God offered hope through Noah. He offered hope and life through Noah. Oh, when I was a, when I was a sophomore in high school, anyone here a sophomore? No sophomores in here, huh? Yeah, right here. Oh, two sophomores. Nice. When I was your age, a sophomore in high school, um, what'd you say? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Well, when I was a sophomore in high school, I really, I really became aware of like the brokenness of life. Like that the world isn't all just happy and butterflies. Okay? And maybe you can connect with this. Alright, maybe for those of you who are in high school or middle school, you, you've had, you've been to this point where you're like, I know that the world is broken, that my life is broken. Okay? But, something I really liked, all, I probably, some of you have heard this before, but I really love soccer. And one of my dreams, one of my dreams was like, if I could just play varsity soccer, my life is gonna be okay. Like, I'm gonna make it. And then finally I made it to the varsity soccer team, and I was like, this is, this is what it is. And I felt like really empty. Like I, I spent, I worked really hard to get to this point and I got there and I was like, I was really let down. And at the same time, that same sophomore year, I, I didn't have any friends. I was really lonely all the time. And so like that hurt. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you. That's really good for my sophomore self to hear. Just some compassion. But I, I felt really lonely. And also I hated, I hated going to school. I hated schoolwork. I would like, do any of you guys sit in your classes and you're like, what am I here for? Yeah. I hated it. And so all those things piled on each other. Like this one dream that I had that was, that was fulfilled, but then let me down and being lonely and just hating schoolwork and feeling, I just felt hopeless and sad and alone. And I just felt like I wanted to start over. Like I just felt like I wanted to do over. Like if I could do it all over again, I would do things completely differently. That, that's what I felt. I just felt hopeless and like I wanted to do it all over. Right? So I felt the brokenness. I bet, I'm sure that a lot of you feel know what the brokenness of, of what life is like, okay? I wanted to start over. I wanted to find like some new place to go, a new, a new school to go to, maybe make some, some different friends. I just wanted hope. I just wanted hope in the middle of my messy, broken life. And I would bet, okay, I would bet that a lot of you feel like that too. Maybe not all the time, but maybe, maybe some of you feel like that all the time. You just want hope in the middle of your messy, broken life. But maybe some of you just feel like that sometimes, right? But I think we're all familiar with that feeling. Just that feeling of wanting hope in the middle of your messy, broken life. Wanting to start over, right? Wanting hope in the middle of like messy relationships with your friends or family, right? Or, or maybe, maybe think about this. Maybe think about a time that you messed up really bad and you know you're in trouble. You know, like you hurt relationships because of it and you just wish that you, you did something that you wish that you hadn't done and you just wish you could do it over again. 
Right? We all have those experiences. Or maybe you just feel not worthy enough to be loved by others or by God. Maybe that, maybe that feeling is familiar with you. Maybe you just feel like God wants nothing to do with you. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe you feel like he just wishes that he could start over with you. Right? All those things, in all those things, there is hope. Okay? It's not the case that it's hopeless. But there is hope. Okay? And this is how I know that there's hope in all these things. All right? In the middle of our messy, broken lives. God offers hope in life through a person. Just like, just like in Genesis, in Noah, in the story of Noah, Noah's Ark, God offers life and hope through Noah. God actually offers life and hope to each and every one of you guys right now in the middle of your messy, broken lives. Through a person. Okay? Noah, Noah is actually just a picture. He's just a picture for someone who is greater than him. Okay? Someone who offers, like, real hope. An abundant, meaningful, real life in the middle of your mess. Noah is actually, he's just a picture of Jesus. Noah's just a picture of Jesus. So let me just, let me just end with this, okay? I know that you all, we all, feel the reality of a messy, broken, corrupt, evil world in lives. Like, we all feel that reality in our lives. I know there's things in your life that aren't right right now, and you know that, Right? because of things you've done or because of things that have been done to you or just things going on in your life, none of our lives, I, I bet none of us can say, yeah, my life is the best, is perfect, right? There's things in all of our lives that are messy and broken and hurtful, right? But knowing Jesus and following Jesus and leaning on Jesus, trusting in Jesus can bring light and hope and real meaningful life into the middle of your messy life. So be thinking about that just as you go to school tomorrow. Next time, next time something bleak comes up, next time something hard, difficult comes up in your life, next time you messed up really bad, next time something really messed up happens in your life, think about this. There is hope in real, meaningful, beautiful life in following and trusting and knowing Jesus. All right? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the reminder of hope um, in this story as we read uh, just the story of Noah, or just brief parts of it, how you looked at the world and you saw that it was so evil and corrupt, but you didn't just start over. Because you are faithful even to the faithless. Because you, you draw near to sinners and you offer them hope in life. Jesus, would you make it apparent to us? Would you make it very real to us that you are with us, that you desire for us to know you and that you desire to know us? And would you breathe life and hope into our messy lives? We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.